And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> hit pa- hit cater it with pay dirt. It's like a morning uh, zoo. Yeah. <laughs> we're back. We're back. Um, all right, so we're going to do our top five music documentaries. Yes. And to kick it off, we got uh, Lasagna Langan. Yes. Uh, number five, I, I combine these two because they're very similar. You want to uh, talk into that mic? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, number five. That you're a uh, professional. <laughs> Um, I combined two different ones, but they're similar in topic. Uh, the Wrecking Crew and Muscle Shoals. Um, they're two docs that I, th- I believe they're still streaming on uh, Netflix. That's where I saw them. But basically, they're about the people behind a lot of hits. I mean, a lot of hits. The Wrecking Crew were a backing band. They 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 uh, were part of the Phil Spector Wall of Sound. The uh, Brian Wilson had them in for the Pet Sounds sessions for the Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys, Beach Boys. Um, I was right there with you. I was like, oh, Beastie Boys, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they, these people, you never know it by looking at them. Like, and, and Muscle Shoals, too. They were these people from Alabama. They played on all them. These country white boys played on every funky, like, Motown record, this and that. People laying it down. Like, the tightest bands you could ever hear. They're the people you never hear about, but they're on almost every record that came out in the 60s. It's really interesting because, again, you wouldn't know their story if these docs didn't exist. But and, and I love that. That's like total session players that just come in, like the dude from uh, John Mellencamp's band, mm-hmm. like something. Shit, I forgot his fucking name, but he's like, uh, like the most sought after like drum doctor. Like yeah. if you are recording and your drummer leaves or he can't yeah. play, he's the guy that you call in. Yeah, it's like a Josh Freeze or those, yeah, those guys like, that just can. Can do knock anything. anything out quickly in a so take. cool. And that these groups, Muscle Shoals was like a studio and stuff like that. But everybody had to record that. The Stones eventually. But if you, I'm telling, you, if you looked at these guys, you would never think they were back in this funky ass music. These bands were amazing, and I can't recommend those two movies enough. Uh, the Wrecking Crew and Muscle Shoals, and the Wrecking Crew. That's a killer name for your band. I think so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, sounds so. like a breakdancing crew, like a WWF tag team. It's good from like shit. Back in the day. I'm telling you, watch it. All right. Yeah. So uh, Parker, number five. I did get thrashed. Shit, mm. that's a fucking good one. I right. missed that one. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's good one. Fucking, I've seen yeah. that so many times. So good. Nah, um, I don't even know. I got not even enough to say about it. I mean, everything from the the fucking songs to the bands i mean the, the clothing that the fucking guys are wearing i mean mm-hmm. i love that I, th- I think actually the watch i think was might have been the one guy that actually mm-hmm. told me to check that out first it's, oh really yeah it might have been him might have been anthony and uh i fucking love it um it's in the g section behind us yeah it's killer and uh i could watch that over and over and it's like a it's like a first time viewing but i fucking love it so. yeah that was that was my wheelhouse right there thrash yeah. and stuff like that yeah. and i've always said the benefit one of the benefits of getting old is they start making lots of documentaries and books about all the shit you grew up on finally yeah. <laughs> and uh i was in heaven when i saw yeah, that movie so good yeah i was like you couldn't ask for a, a more detailed documentary on thrash it was so good there were bands in there that i never even heard of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so and i was like i gotta check these out like i never listened to violence i don't know why they were great yeah, yeah. they have their own there's a there's a doc about them i think it's on youtube just about them oh really um and actually that, they went on to do well the guitar player machine went on head to do machine head yeah, rob flynn yeah 
But uh, they were Rob killer. Flynn was in violence? Yep. He was in violence. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Real good band. But yeah, they dropped a lot of names in there. Yeah. Hey, I actually had that on my metal. list, too. Like yeah. Thrash, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I, I also them. mentioned too, like uh, Rat Skates from Overkill made a Thrash documentary too. I saw that one. That's not on as YouTube. good, no, but uh, still, if you're into Thrash, still fun. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my number five is a movie that um, the production value is amazing. Like the editing, um, the cartoon type splices in the storytelling, the actual story behind, um, or that that unravels through it um is perfect and uh it, it'll choke you up almost you know just the relationship and like the struggles that these guys went through so um it's i just recently saw it. it's called filmage it's the story of the descendants mm. and uh man it just blew me away like as soon as it was done i wanted to watch it again um just it details everything um in a good way the editing, the editing is great because I, I remember watching the the Twisted Sister documentary on the, on Netflix. I was uh, disappointed in that a little was, bit. It was just they too, glossed over like a whole. It was just period. edited bad. Yes, it was just edited bad. There yeah. was like stuff on there that could have been just edited better. Yeah. Uh, this movie was just perfect because they have such a long history. The Descendants, you figure, they started. Geez, like 1980, maybe it was like late 70s. Um, so when you have that much of a story to tell and you still, um, I think it's like an hour and 40 minutes and it's like super cohesive, tells all the right stories it needs to be told. Um, home run, complete home run. Nice. So. I got to see that. Uh, okay, number four, I have, this is another slash, similar <laughs> Snake genre. pit? <laughs> uh, until the light takes us. That's um, the black metal one, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, a lot of people didn't like it. I didn't um, like it. You didn't like it. Eh. It's. Uh, I mean, I'm into black metal to the quiet taste, obviously. But uh, it, I like that it follows Fenritz from uh, Dark Throne because I think he's one of the most eloquent, non-goofy kind of black metal guys, and it talks about a lot of the co-opting of their. Uh, the culture that came out of Norway and Harmony Corinne and all these goofy shit that people took from it. But like, he's very serious about his art and I thought it was shot really well. Um, I have that with a slash with once upon a time in Norway, which is basically the mayhem story. Another black metal band. I I, I'd like to see that. Yeah. I think it's on YouTube. A lot of these things are on YouTube. YouTube is a treasure trove of music documentaries. Very much. Even like slasher movies, like anything that you type up, they have full movies. I always check that, yeah. Yeah, because even stuff they don't have on the stick, you can get on YouTube. But um, I got to check that out because I think Mayhem have, for me, they have more of an interesting story than their music for me. They might, their music is not that good whatsoever. Yeah. Um, the fact that they did it... I mean, Dark Throne's really the first black metal band, if you don't... Bathory kind of led to Dark Throne and stuff like that, but Mayhem, I mean, that... they're You're not going to get a more fucked up story of a band ever than that. Is that, you the, guy, talk is that a, the guy that cooked the guy and ate him? The singer shot himself. The guitar player took pictures. They released an album with that guy's 
corpse on the picture. He took pieces of his skull. They ate part of his brain. That's what it was. Yeah. Varg, the bass player, killed that guy. He stabbed him 27. I mean, it goes on and fucking on. If you want to talk, NWA, the most dangerous band, is not really accurate. <laughs> There's nobody more fucked up yeah, than these guys. You don't want to be in this band. And throw out real quick, because I, I know I'm babbling here, but there was a Vice documentary about... Yes, yeah, that was, I saw. Which I is saw that. <laughs> the funniest shit in the world, because... That guy Gall from Gorgoroth, he's fucking legit insane. Scary as hell. Very scary, yeah. dude. Many assaults, but when he made <laughs> when he made those fucking douchebags walk up that mountain in the snow with bags tied around it <laughs> to go see his grandparents viking cabin on yeah. the top of the hill yeah. and he's just walking they're like we should turn back you know yeah. our cameras we're risking the whole project <laughs> and he's just trooping along yeah. up to the fucking mountain and they don't get Nothing happens yeah. up there. Oh, I love that shit. But anyway. He is very like uh he, he's very combative in in a smart way with, with uh interviewers. Yeah. So I like he's, that. Le- he's very frightening. Yeah. That guy to me. He's odd. But anyway, those were my four black metal three for there you go. Parker? <laughs> Number four, I have the NYHC documentary. Nice. Which, oh, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, that took, uh, holy fucking shit, that took like I think 15 years to be released. I think it finally came out like five years ago. And uh, the footage is great. I mean, it's everything from you know early VOD to early Madball, Crown of Thorns. Mm-hmm. Uh, District Nine. I mean, it's got all the old, you know, that's you know, videos from CBs and all the front. yeah, all the all the old Rick clubs. Life, yeah, oh yeah, oh life. yeah, all the. Uh, I mean, I love watching the uh, the then and now too because they have updated interviews with everybody. And my God, some of these guys did not age well. Some of them are scarier now <laughs> than they were then. You know, Lord yeah. Isaac from Crown of Thorns, still the yep. scariest man of all time, even though he's supposed to be a sweetheart, but, you know. Seems mm-hmm. like a nice guy. Keep my distance, you know. <laughs> Elmo's, Elmo's bud. That's right, so. that's right. Um, I think The Watch is in probably every live performance <laughs> that's on that fucking DVD. I believe it. Which is pretty great. What it is, it's like I, I said, he's just so tiny. That yeah. It's like he's Fit always going yeah. to rise to the top. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like He's like a feather. Yeah. He's a New York hardcore feather. Yeah. <laughs> um, that band 108's on there, which was a fucking sick band. Um, even though I think they were from Jersey, not New York. But uh, they had like the whole like Krishna consciousness going on and... They did interviews with that, which was pretty cool. And, it was uh, great. Even for someone yeah. like me that, that doesn't really give a shit about hardcore, yeah. um, I had it on VHS because yeah. I, I loved it. It was just so interesting. Seeing uh, shit at like North Northport Pipeline and shit. You know, yeah, for, for stuff crazy. like it, it was like a snapshot for things that mm-hmm. I didn't go to. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like this is what happened. It was like a nice... You know, capsule of it, so I, I liked it a lot. Seeing like Rich Jacovina, like sixteen years old on stage for VOD, and you know. oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna uh, have to rewatch that. Oh yeah, I'd love to get him on the show. Oh yeah, Rich. Rich, love... Rich knows his stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he and he's just so fucking funny. Yeah. Like anytime I'm on a Facebook thread and I try to say something funny, he's either said something that I can't top or he just <laughs> tops it. I hate it. Yeah. So, but I told him when he comes visits, that would be awesome. Yeah. So. Sweet. All right. So my number four is uh, Heavy Metal in Baghdad. Oh. Ah. Um, it, man, it's the guy, uh, it's a Vice 
it's a Vice film. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the co-founders of Vice, you know, they they went to Baghdad to um, interview the only metal band in Baghdad while bombs were going off. Yeah. Like it was just like a a town in ruins because it was like 2007 probably. Right. So like it was still being occupied and all all this crazy shit was going on. Um, and you could see like these kids were just like really into metal and it was like kind of so into it. I mean, they risked imprisonment, all yeah. these things that could happen to them yeah. by like some society, you know, taboos to be into that kind of music in that place. And they risk it for the love of it. And it's just like, it's a bummer cause you see it and you see kind of like the similarities, you know, be beyond governments and all that other shit. You know, it's like these people are there and they're just like us and they just want to play music and hang out. They like Metallica. They like, well, you know, whatever. I think there's a few other bands I forget about. Um, and it was a bummer. It was a bummer that they just couldn't do this, yeah. you know, freely. Um, you know, they would have to go to band practice like armed. Yeah. Um, but they still had this audience and these people that were like-minded. Um, I thought it was just powerful, man. Powerful stuff. Heavy Metal in Baghdad, yeah. my number four. Mm. Let's see. Uh, okay, my number three. I had Get Thrash, but I'm going to knock it out here. Yeah. So I'm throwing one of my reserves. <laughs> <laughs> I got um, uh, Last Days Here. Oh, um, that was on mine, but I'm, I, I took it off because I figured something. You know what? You know what? You do it because I got another No, no, one no. Here. That was on mine. Oh, it was on? Yeah. Okay, you took it off. All right. Well, uh, Bobby Liebling of uh, Pentagram, uh, which is probably one of the most ripped-off bands in the current metal scene of the stoner, doom, sludge, whatever the fuck, slow, psychedelic metal that there's 8 million bands of that all sound like Pentagram. I mean... And that's good because... A lot of those bands that, that I'm thinking of that you probably mean sound good as opposed to like every band that Alice in Chains spawned. Yes. <laughs> you know? De- definitely. Some of these bands I like. Yeah. But when you listen to Old Pentagram, you're like, God, these guys did all this shit. I mean, obviously Sabbath was around this and that, but they were just this band that were really good and they never quite got over the hump. And it's got all the stuff, like when Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley went and they couldn't rehearse in their basement and their landlord, they were going to get signed, blah, blah, blah. But this guy, Bobby Liebling, has a bad drug problem, horrific drug problem, actually. His arms look like... Self-sabotager. Oh, just terrible. He's living in his parents' basement, and he's an old fella. I mean, what, Pentagram was what, the, in the early 70s or something like that. Yep. So. And there's a kid that really loves Pentagram so much that he gets him back on his feet to make a comeback and uh and uh he does sort of he's fallen on some hard times recently again which is sad to hear that i he didn't might, know that yeah yeah they had to cancel some tour the band was going to finish the dates but uh i think he's uh falling back into addiction oh that's weird no, my friend just saw him like a few days like dude jerry smith just happened recently i heard Okay, yeah, because he saw him like maybe like four or five days ago. He had to back out for medical issues Okay, for the rest of the tour. And there was also a, uh, another band that toured with them, and a girl band, and they got off the tour because of uh, harassment. Oh, boy. There's a lot of creepy shit going on, which is sad, but it's a good doc. I mean, and the guy's got 
smoking hot wife. Yeah, <laughs> I was surprised. That was the most surprising thing of the movie. He's got this uh, young girl that he has a baby with. But... Listen, the power of music is amazing. <laughs> I tell you, you know, when you see this, you will. Yeah, yeah you yeah. want to be. It a helps a lot of us ugly people. <laughs> He's beyond like freakish, but <laughs> yeah, he is. it's a powerful story and worth a watch. So, yeah, I, I love yeah. that movie because it was just so fucking tragic. Yep, um, a guy who couldn't just. You know, he was like his own worst enemy. Yeah. Everything, like, just complete sabotage. Ugh. So. Yeah. But, uh, all right, Parker, your number, what are we up to, three? Number three, I did uh, Lemmy. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Yep, good God one. damn yeah. it. It's hard. You're going to miss some, yeah. man. <laughs> too many good ones. It's funny, though. I'm not even a big Motorhead guy, but just, right. I fucking love that documentary. I mean, yeah. I, just, just to see his... Uh, the rent controlled apartment. Yeah. Like I fucking loved it. It's just like and... it's just like dirty and like fucking yeah. the guy's just chain smoking and his kid's sitting next to him mm-hmm. and he's got like Lemmy action figures. Goes down into the rainbow and just plays, plays the on the mega tr- touch. Yeah, oh my <laughs> god. Like I loved it. Like the the probot shits on there when he like jams with like yeah. roll and I just lo- it was just fun. You don't have to be a motor. Yeah, it was just a fun Lemmy, fucking documentary, you know? you know. I seem like a really Really likable person. Yeah, just yeah. laid back, you know. Yeah, like very much like I like he could be sitting here just hanging out. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there was any like douchiness to yeah. him. Um and he he lived it. Like he lived it. He I was mean, Jimi Hendrix's road. Yeah, that's at fucking one point. that's yeah. how far back like so crazy. You know. But he you know, he's like one of those guys to me anyway, like, you know, you're Chuck Berry or your Ozzy or your just epitomizes rock and roll. And where did it go? Tower Records out for the for the Beatles album? Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Uh, that was at Amoeba, I think. Is that what? Yeah. 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 And, like and the, the lady sold them her so great. Copy. It sounds so much better off vinyl. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. fucking funny. Oh, he's the best, man. Yeah. Oh, it was the best. Yeah. All right. And, and they never stopped making records. No. Ever. No. no. He, he just d- He pretty much went out on stage. Yeah. Almost, you know? Someone it, told me, who was it? Oh, my friend Joe Rubino, who... I wanted to maybe fill in that that date with him. Um, I guess the last Motorhead show when they played Jones Beach mm-hmm. with Anthrax. Um, at the end, I guess maybe he felt like he knew because he was like, "We're Motorhead, and don't you forget us." Mm-hmm. So I was just like, "Oh man, oof, it's a gut puncher right in the there." Feels, yeah, man. Uh, when he sent me that text, I was like, "Ah, oh, goddamn you, Joe." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that, that's a great movie. Um, all right, so my number three is uh, something like a movie that from a band that I never really listened to, and I watched the documentary, and it made me want to listen to them. Uh, Brian Jonestown Massacre, uh, the movie Dig. I got that right. Yep, on the Dig. Side. Not in my full list of my all. Holy shit, man! Dig. What was like wreck. fucking <laughs> you? Like you were talking about Bobby Liebling. Yeah. Uh, Liebling. Um, this guy Anton Newcomb, yeah. he was just like a self sabotager, completely yeah. sabotage. Um, <laughs> like, I like in the movie. There's footage of of um, Brian Jonestown massacre. They they have this show and it's a showcase and they're inviting <laughs> labels down or, or labels were yeah. going there. Yeah. And I guess he was he's the front man and the guitarist was fucking up. So during the set, he starts kicking him, 
and then they just start fucking fighting, and then Full from there, on. they're just like, forget it. And it's not like... And the tambourine guys just stand. Yeah, <laughs> listen, it's not like fucking uh, Nicolas Cage and uh, fucking uh, Vince Neil like, slapping no. each other, like, no, Friday night on. sissy fights. Yeah. This was like, like, he kicked him in the face when he was down, yeah. and I was like, yo, that's fucking brutal. Yeah, and their rivalry with, uh, with the Dandy Warhols. With the Dandy Warhols. Yeah, yeah they did have that... Oh, man, what... <laughs> A fucking like train wreck, <laughs> completely. Yeah. Like another guy that was just into drugs. But if if you uh, can get your hand on yeah. Dig, I cannot recommend. I like, knew nothing about them at all and watched it and was just enthralled. Me too. It's From so beginning to end, I was like, "What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> Why is this guy so fucking tortured?" <laughs> oh, all right, what are we up to? Uh, number two. Wow. Um. Which I have uh, Tribe Called Quest Beats Rhymes in a Life So good um, It's Michael Rappaport did it Yes he I did Who I love uh, yeah. Who obviously Is a good person to do it Cause he's oh. From New York He's got He's well Obviously got his hands on That genre of hip hop And uh But the best part about it is um, Well A Not to generalize But I don't see a lot of good hip hop music docs like well executed ones specifically on band like there's a wu-tang one on youtube there's yeah, no, a, no. you know nobody's i don't he, know this he is knocked the it best out of the park. one i've ever seen in that genre and it shows the good the bad the ugly um a lot of stuff i didn't know about the the you know there's always, always tension in bands and stuff uh but with fife and uh and q-tip, Q-tip. and one thing was surprising me how much q-tip with the samples, like he basically formulated all the music from samples in his record collection. Complete. I didn't understand that really. Yeah. Growing up, you know, he was like, man, the production he was doing. Like, listen to this day, low in theory, you put that on from <laughs> beginning to end. You know, back yeah. in the days when I was a teenager, before I had st- like, it's so holy dope. shit. And Midnight Marauders. Yeah, those two definitely forget it. But like low in theory, like bugging out to scenario, like. Mm-hmm. Just the jazzy production on it blew my fucking mind. And then the movie, um, like you said, Michael Rappaport is the man to do it because he was he hung out with all them dudes. Yeah. He named his son Maceo they, after uh, De La Soul, Maceo. Uh, so, like, that's some real I shit. I hope he does more stuff, yeah. docs like that, you know what I mean? Uh, but the fights with, with, with Tip and Fife, like, before they went on that show, that's yeah. great. And I was at that show. I still don't not sure what Jerobi does, but <laughs> he does a lot of maybe the new record. In a part two. We'll get to that yeah. or something. I'm still not a hundred percent on that, but other than that, they pretty much covered everything. Beats Ryan's and Jerobi. <laughs> yeah. All right, number two, Parker. I did uh, decline a Western. Which one? So, if I had to choose, probably one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, probably one. Um, I do love two also though the, yeah. me- the metal years, which yeah. is great. Yeah. They got different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the thing with the, you know, with part one is just the just the dirtiness of it. I mean, just you watch these, you know, Mm -hmm. you watch these old punk bands and just you know, living in the practice, you know, yeah, you know, practice spaces because I think that they said it was like twelve dollars a month to like live in. Right, you you uh, could smell them from the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a raw piece. I mean, um, captures a moment in time. Just. I mean, probably my favorite part of the entire thing, though, is just uh, is Fear Live. I mean, just yeah. 
They killed. I mean, what band just goes on stage and just fucking tells the crowd, like, I fucking hate you. (laughs) Like, I hate you. I hope you die. I hope you get AIDS. But, like, watch our band. Like, just doesn't fucking care. Leaving. Just doesn't fucking care. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great film. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. uh, My number two is, uh, jeez, what the hell? Why did I just draw a blank? <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh, boy. Abbey Road. <laughs> Abbey Road. Oh, yeah. How the fuck did I forget this movie? Um, I have one, like, I don't know which one to put in number one, but I guess I'm going to keep the one that meant, like, impacted me the most. So I'm going to switch sides here. So number two is going to be a band called Death. Great movie. Wow. What a fucking story, yeah. man. And Did you ever watch that? No. What, what, which one is that? Oh, my God. It's a it, story. Like, it's it, not Death with Chuck Schultz. Because that's a great band. Great band. Yeah. This is a band that yeah, it's like a, a, nobody, nobody knew Nobody knew. It's like <laughs> uh, three three black dudes, like three black brothers from, from uh, Detroit. Just They were like this proto-punk band like from like 72, maybe? Yeah, very early. Like very early. Um, then I think they were around for a couple of years trying to just do shit. They they put out some records that no one fucking listened to. It was a big politicians in my eyes. Or politicians something. in my eyes. Great eye. song, man. Great. The songs were amazing. Amazing. So you figure, like they put out these records, and no one cared about the band Death. Um, so they but they were trying. Um, and then from there, like you know, they they kind of like shape-shifted into certain things like one was like some like religious mm-hmm. band and then they kept making music but like the one brother david hackney was like just tortured you know like yeah. artist and he always had these visions for the band and all this other shit and then as time goes on they're still playing still writing stuff mm-hmm. um and uh so he's i guess uh, one of them gets married, and uh, anyway, they they have these uh, the, the the death demos, and you know David tells the brother he's like, listen, he's like, you hold on to these. Maybe he knew he was sick. I don't know. Um, and he's like, one day the world's gonna come looking for these. So he fucking gives uh one of his brothers the masters. They just throw it up in the attic. Uh, guy ends up dying in like two thousand and eight years later. So in two thousand eight. Um, when they were death, they gave this dude who did their artwork, they couldn't pay him. So they gave him like, I think two of the records. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere along the way, he might've circulated them. And like Jello Biafro was like looking at this catalog. Yeah. He's like, what is this? He's just like, yeah, let me like, get this. Yeah. He's got his little 45 collection. Yeah. He's got a whole so crazy like, record. Death. Collection. He's like politicians in my eyes. Like this is yeah. right up my alley. Um, so then it, I guess it circulated around a little bit and then they had um kids. And these kids were like, you know, like the, the there was like three of them um and they were like in San Francisco. I'm pretty sure. And one of them goes to this party. No, no, he has a friend that goes to like these underground parties uh and where they spin these records and then one of his friends was talking about this band Death. Mhm. Like, I can't believe how good they are. There were yeah. these fucking three black kids from, like, Detroit, Michigan, a band of brothers. And he was like, huh, okay. Then he hears the record, and he is like, that sounds like my uncle. Yeah. 
And then from there, like, he calls up his dad. He's like, yo, they're playing your band, like, down here or whatever, and they love you guys. And he thought it was, like, the current band. Turns out that it was death, and, like, he was just like, what? So, like, you figure, like, 35 years later, it just somehow circulated by mistake almost. Yeah. And it just, like, I don't know. It, it's just such a good story. It really is. Um, if you didn't watch it or I just rewatched it again yesterday because I wanted to. Um, so, I don't know. If I didn't ruin it for you, <laughs> just fucking. You don't need to watch it now. Just <laughs> watch <laughs> it. Yeah. I loved it. Like real, like uh, the fact that like the 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 brothers, like the kids of the, of the three brothers, like uh, they they pushed they pushed it and they they wanted them they they like resurrected it in in, in the name of their uncle and stuff. So. It makes you wonder how much other good music's out there that you never got a chance to hear that all the time. You know, so. crazy. That's my number two. Nice. So now it's time to read the list. Yeah, we got lists. Uh, you want me right. to read? You want to read? No, go ahead. You, you you start. I got a couple of friends here. Four of my friends sent me uh, lists. Uh, Mr. Todd Reynolds. Oh, boy. Helped me with clean my dryer out last weekend. Superstar came through for me. It's one through five, like Slipknot, 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 Slipknot. He left them off the list. Wow. Left, I don't think there's a definitive Slipknot podcast. Not yet. But uh, he's got Iron Maiden, Flight 666. Uh, four, Searching for Sugar Man, which is a good film also. Uh, three, Heavy Metal Parking Lot. A lot of discussion about that. Well, I'm going to give him a pass. I think we're allowed to throw <laughs> that in oh, there. Oh, absolutely. Mr. Todd. Uh, two, Decline of Western Civ. I'm, I think one. He didn't specify. And uh, Sam Dunn Incorporated. It's hard to pick one with Sam Dunn. Mm. He's Sam Dunn Films. Uh, Mr. Brendan Henry from uh, Haunted Hacienda and Adam's Adam. Uh, number five, The Year Punk Broke. Mm. Very good film. Uh, with Kim Gordon in it, actually. It's her birthday today. 64 years young, I must say. Love her. Uh, four, Beats, Rhymes, and a Life. Three, The Other F Word, which is, I believe, a documentary about That's a really fathers. good one. Very good one. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's a like pretty damn good one. Very good doc. Um, two, Living in the Material World, George Harrison. Never saw that one. I think he's just trying to show he's deep right there. His deep <laughs> cut. Uh, and one, End of the Century Ramones, which is also fantastic. That's another good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my boy Brant Dubovic out in Chicago. Five, American Hardcore. Uh, four, Last Days Here. Three, Lemmy. He wrote 49% Motherfucker, 51% Son of a Bitch. That's <laughs> side note. Uh, two, Hype. Yes. Oh, nice. That was yeah. uh, good we one. talking about that one. And one, uh, The Last Waltz, the band. Uh, and my friend Darby, he came with, uh, his number five was the Wax Tracks doc documentary that hasn't been released yet, but he thinks it's going to be his number five. Uh, <laughs> four, The Devil and Daniel Johnston, was a good, That's good, a good film one, yeah. as well. Beach Rhymes and a Life at number three, two, Anvil, The Story of Anvil, yes. and one, Muscle Shoals. Okay. Um, so I, I'm going to do, uh, let's see, I have Randy Ross from, uh, over in Brooklyn. Yes. She's got number five, Beats, Rhymes, and Life. I love nice. that that's getting so much yep. love. Mm -hmm. Number four, I, I fucking love, love, love number four, and it was on my list too in the top ten, The Story of Anvil. Mm -hmm. I just love anything to do with Anvil because here is 
people with zero self-awareness yes. that their band is terrible. So bad. So bad. But like Always they, were. They always were. Like the beginning of the movie says. Yeah, what was with Slash and everybody going on and on about how great they yeah, were? I no, like that. Lars. Like, come on. Get the fuck out of here. You guys would have had him on tour. But anyway. <laughs> F- yeah, exactly. Uh, number three, The Punk Singer, which is really good too. Yes, Ka- uh, Kathleen Hanna, right? Yeah. About her. Number two, Last Days Here, again. Yep. And number one, uh, Decline of Western Civilization, The Metal Years. Yes. Okay. Uh, you got one? I, I, no, I, I didn't take any top fives. Eh? Oh, really? Yeah. Look at you. Mm-hmm. off this time. Interesting. You know? yeah. Oh, well, okay. All right, let's see. Um, Did Dan send you one and you just scrapped nah, it? Yeah, it's Van Halen, Van Halen, Van Halen, Van Halen. Uh, Van Halen, the metal years. Dead. I got my, my buddy Jerry Smith over in uh, Rocky Point. He has uh, Beware of Mr. Baker. Oh, love that. Searching, Baker. searching for Sugar Man. Mm-hmm. Number three, he has Gimme Danger. Number, oh, yeah, I just saw that. Iggy Pop. Number two, uh, As I Am, The Life and Times of DJ AM. I haven't seen that. Um, and number one, he has Last Days Here. Nice. He just saw Pentagram. Okay, I got Damon over in uh, Vegas. Uh, number five, uh, Beyond the Lighted Stage by Rush. Mm-hmm. Number four, Everyday Sunshine, the story of Fishbone. Nice one. Number three, Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Uh, I mean, yeah, Beats, Rhymes, Life, and the story of Sharp Quest. Uh, Number two, this is Spinal Tap. Does that count? No. Okay. Sorry, (laughs) Damon. Number one, Decline of Western Civilization, part two. Okay, now we got Hugo. Oh, fuck. Oh, boy. Let me get this. Buckle up. Yeah. (laughs) He's got a lot of good ones, which I love this one. I saw a screening of it. Number five, he has Heaven Adores You by Elliot Smith. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's fucking Shit. so good. I didn't even know that was out. Yeah, I All went right. to a screening, man. I was super happy. Nice. Um, he has um, Hated, Gigi G. Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, he has um, You're Gonna Miss Me, which is uh, Rocky Erickson. Good. Uh, number two, Filmage. And number one, Cliff Amal. Oh. Okay. Amber out in Jersey has one that I, I had on, but like, you know, I took off to to make room. The punk uh nineteen ninety one, the year punk broke. A lot of lot of live footage. That's why I kinda left it out. Yeah. Uh number four she has heavy. I gotta add to Hugo. Cliff and Mall's not really a music doc. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on the group. Bring it in the group. <laughs> this guy hates escape. <laughs> <laughs> number four, heavy metal parking lot for Amber. Number three, Decline of Western Civilization Part Two. Uh, number two, she has Funky Monks. Number one, uh, Cliff Amal. Uh, I got Vito out in uh, Philly. He has number five, Heavy Metal in Baghdad. Number four, Until the Light Takes Us. Nice. Number three, Marley. Number two, Michael Jackson, This Is It. And number one, a band called Death. Mm, nice. Uh, Mike Frias. Who went to high school with uh with Brian me. Parker? Uh, he I love his list. He's got a good one. Uh, number five, a band called Death. Number four, one that I absolutely love, Pearl Jam Twenty. 
that camera crow did a great fucking job with that. That's a very Number complete th- doc. Yeah. It covers everything. Yeah. It made me want to listen to Pearl Jam for a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, one that I definitely have in my top ten because it was awesome, uh, Stretch and Bobito, Radio That Changed. Oh, love <laughs> it. Radio That Changed Lives. Took if you, you remember, back, right? If you remember that show. The best. Yeah. My my friend would go to school at Hunter, and she would make tapes. Get and, them on Sirius right now with yeah. a show. Yeah. Please, bring it back. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, Mike Frias has Bob Dylan, No Direction Home. Nice. And number one, Anvil, the story of Anvil. There you go. Uh, two more here. We have Tom Bennett has uh, a great one, The Minutemen's We Jam Econo. Mm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and number four, Stop Making Sense. Number three, Dig. Number two, Hated. And number one, Cocksucker Blues. Ooh. Uh, the last top five goes to Doc, Doc Arazzi, Johnny Mike. Uh, he has Beats, Rhymes, and Life, Tribe Called Quest Story. Number four, he's a big Coheed fan, so he has The Fiction Will See the Real. Number three... And the third weekend, uh, the third episode in a row, this has been mentioned. Some kind of monster. Metallica. There you go. Had to make an appearance. Had to make Every an appearance. show, it yeah. pops up. The decline of Western civilization, part two, and number two, number one. He has "Give Me Shelter," Rolling Stones. Nice. And all the talk with the uh, decline too. If you don't know already, you might already know. But they just released a couple years ago. Three, and it sucked dick. Well, they released that whole set, though, at least in Blu-ray, that you can get those original ones. Three, obviously. Terrible. It, terrible. But uh, I guess they needed to To have hard. those first two on a Blu-ray is fantastic. Because yeah. for a long time, they weren't available no. whatsoever. No. They weren't available DVD. at all. Yeah. yeah. Not even on YouTube for yeah. a while. I think I actually got the bootleg at uh, Horicon, like a chiller or something. All right. Number one time. Number one. I'm gonna cheat. I'm just gonna rattle off a couple of ones I just <laughs> wanted to get in. I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. Can Go I? Ahead. Can I? Uh, the Filth and the Fury, Sex Pistols doc, Let's Get Lost, Chet Baker, jazz player, great documentary. Another State of Mind, also oh, another yeah. good old one, and uh, Soaked in Bleach. Okay. Uh, Courtney did it. It's if you weren't sold already. Oh, I saw that. Did. Yeah, I saw that. She fucking did it. Yeah, she did I it. saw did that. It. I believe El Duce now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks okay. for the whole record, cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But my number one, uh, it's kind of wrapping up a whole bunch, but it's a series, Metal Evolution, um, the series that uh, Sam Dunn did. The Wombom? <laughs> <laughs> Nuwabu? I hate, with Thanks the exception, for someone give me a copy of that with that like bleeped out. Uh, no one <laughs> ever said Nuwabum. <laughs> no one still does stop trying to make that happen, Sam Dunn. But, I mean, this... It's fantastic. If you're a metalhead, it's it's everything. Breaks it down the genre, very thorough. It's got everything. Every you could tell this guy's a loser like we are, <laughs> completely. Like everything. Yes. Like the fact that he got paid and made a career. I'm sure somewhat out of like creating this. Like it's yeah. it's amazing. It's I know like, he went to NYU, and well, then this just is his sub. His focus, obviously, it's every fucking nerd's dream. Yeah, and he did do other ones. He did what the Metalhead's Journey was yeah. his first one. He did Global Metal, but the the Evolution series. I love how they break down uh, by genre, and when they talk to other bands about other bands they came up with, and I can I can never not watch that. Never one. not television. watch it. And the fact that there's something on power metal 
Yes. Like the most random of like. I it, fucking hate that genre, but I still watch I every I still minute. watch it. I'm like Hammerfall. All right, man, let's do it. <laughs> they love that shit in <laughs> they Europe. They do. And just a side note too, because they never aired it, I believe, on VH1. I could be wrong. But uh, on YouTube, there's uh, an, an episode on extreme metal, yep. uh, grindcore, uh, death metal, black metal. Uh, I don't know why it didn't go on they VH1. They never aired it, but it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. You can see it in entirety, and it's worth a watch. Absolutely. So, Metal Evolution. All right, man. Number one, Parker. Uh, number one was easy for me. It was, I literally watched this thing. I remember every single day of the summer that it came out, and that was a year and a half of the life of Metallica. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, I know a lot of hate goes on to the black album but uh like i said that was kind of the first one that i found that i went backwards but uh it's everything from the majority of it. i mean the first you know vhs was all studio you know everything working from bob rock to you know lars losing his temper and stabbing you know the snare drum because you know god forbid if I he think has i'm going to gonna stab the snare yeah, drum god forbid if he has to do you know two takes on one fucking song you know but uh a lot of funny footage of them just, you know, hanging out. And I mean, I, I still remember, you know, uh, Hetfield throwing like a dart through uh, Kip Winger's face yes, on the fucking that. dartboard. And, uh, you know, second, second, you know, VHS at the time was, you know, live footage. And they actually had the show where the fucking pyro goes off and Hetfield catches on fire. And they had to get. It's the, almost where you first see Lars's love hate affair yeah. with the snare drum because he stabbed it in that one. Yet. They're insane anger. He fucking made it so loud, like a garbage he can. Bounces right the fuck off. You know? hey, about um, the snare. Do you know uh, <laughs> what kind of snare sound you want for this? Is like, uh, have you ever uh, seen a garbage can? <laughs> Say no more, fam. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> got you. So, uh, what I like about that era um, is that there's only one shitty record to to basically uh, go through. So the rest, like you figure 1991, 1992, mm-hmm. that year and a half, like there's only like a handful of like terrible songs on the Black Album. Um, and so then the rest of like the catalog is still strong as fuck. Mm. You know, there's not like they're not going to play like Fuel or like anything like that. Ugh. The song remains oh. just whatever the Ugh. fuck. <laughs> so that's what I like about those old videos is sure. like, th- there's only so many shitty songs that you're going to get to. So. <laughs> Less of a pool yeah. to draw from. <laughs> All right, cool. So my number one is the movie that, uh, m- like, it's the music documentary that to this day affected me the most. Um, I even ma- made my dad watch it, and to this day he is just like, uh, what was the name of that movie of the guy who shit on the floor? <laughs> I was like, oh, that that was called Hated by Gigi Allen. He's like, God, that guy was fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, nah, he definitely was fucking crazy. Um, and that's I, the one that Todd uh, Todd fucking Phillips did it. Yes, from yes. you know the director. Right, right. So before uh, old school yeah. and and road trip, mm-hmm. um, he was a you know college student in New York, and that was the first thing he did, man. <laughs> So, and then... I mean, it's a great topic because you put the camera on him. You got gold right there, man. It it, it <laughs> really is. And you see, like, Didi Ramon trying out for the band. I'm like, wait, when the fuck did this ever happen? Yeah. Um, I have, like, the bonus footage because I rebought it on DVD. And it shows, like, his last show at the gas station. Um, <laughs> And there's this guy. I'll never forget this because it, it was pretty traumatizing. Um. Th- 
I guess while Gigi's playing, this dude who looks like uh, Tony Shalhoub, <laughs> you know, he looks like Monk, um, is like a uh, cab standing... driver from Quick Change. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> uh The airport. Oh, okay. <laughs> the fucking airport. <laughs> um, he's standing next to Gigi Allen at the show while he's singing, and he's walking around the stage or you know the floor. And he just takes his hands and he starts fingering Gigi Allen's asshole. <laughs> and you could see him singing, and the look on his face is, uh, on Gigi's face, is like the face that a girl makes in a porno when you're fucking her. <laughs> and it's just really fucking, like, not cool, man. Like, I don't know. Did you I just your remember- dad watch that? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Family bonding at that. I just, you know, like I just put it on and he was just like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, yeah, he shits on the stage sometimes. (laughs) Were you like a teenager trying to like bond with you? Like, let me show you what I'm into. You figure like like, I was a good drinking game, you know? (laughs) I was probably like 17. Yeah. You know, and we were just hanging out in the living room. Uh, he didn't live with us, so like it was, was Christmas. <laughs> it was it was, uh, it was something <laughs> like that. <laughs> it was like something like where Shut he was the just Yule, there. Shut the Yule log off. <laughs> I got a dis- <laughs> I got a different log. Um, but like, man, that dude fingering his asshole while he sang and looked like mm. he was a girl getting banged. <laughs> I was. I'll never forget that. I'll just never, I'll never ever. I don't think your father that. will either. Yeah. I will never, ever forget that. You know, it's funny, too. Like, my dad was the first person I ever made out with. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> so, one day, uh, to, to completely keep going w- with my dad's story, um, I, I think I was, like, maybe nine or ten. We were living in Belrose, Queens. Um. And I just happened to be sleeping in my mom's bed because uh, I probably fell asleep watching TV there. Um, I don't know where the fuck she was sleeping. Maybe she was sleeping in the same bed. You know, I was like a kid. Um, and my dad came home drunk and the lights were off and he <laughs> oh, went to get shit. into bed and he grabbed. I I mean, this is what he said. He, you know, I don't think we ever talked about it. But, like, <laughs> he grabs my thigh and then I just feel this like... Uh, bushy mustache and a tongue and i fucking wake up <laughs> so i was just like what the fuck he was just wasted and he thought i was my mom wow it was in the dark <laughs> <laughs> so he was the first person i ever made out with wow you yeah. never forget your first yeah. holy shit <laughs> So I figure the wow. next logical step 10 years later is wow. probably to watch Gigi Allen hated. <laughs> <laughs> but to this day, he'll just be like, wait, what was the name of that movie with that guy shit on the fucking stage? <laughs> and he would always say this is funny, too. When, when uh, we, we had our old guitarist, like, I don't know why he would just like every now and then he would come to one of our shows like in Brooklyn or whatever. And like, I guess like <laughs> Tom was like a big dude. And he thought he would play a ukulele. So he's like, yeah, whatever happened to the, the, the big guy with the little guitar? And I'm like, yeah, no, he was just big. That guitar just looked little next to him. I'm like, he never played a little guitar. <laughs> and uh, he would always ask me to put like Latin influences into the music. Mm-hmm. 
he's like, I'm telling you, he's like, this is this is big now. It's like if you throw like percussion on there, it's like people are gonna like it. And I'm like, like no, I'm not throwing any Latin percussion. You wanted in. you to be like the next like El Nino, like El no, yeah, <laughs> more I don't like think... a Tito Puente. Nice, probably, yeah. Right? He just thought that like I should like be like waving some like Sheila E. I think probably like Gloria Stefan or nice. some shit like that. Miami Sound Machine. Oh yeah. So, but like, hot. I'm like, yeah, I, I can't take musical advice from you. It's just <laughs> not. We share none whatsoever. <laughs> so. Share the kiss, though. <laughs> <laughs> How drunk do you have to be to make out with like, yeah, your your son? You have to be pretty goddamn yeah, wasted. Uh, yeah. I would hope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was sober. Yeah. Wow. It was only Zima. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, we never talked about it, and it was just like when I got up, <laughs> when I got up, he just like crashed on the bed, like it was just like he like twisted and went like this. I was like, wow, whoa, wow, heavy man, heavy story at the yeah. end. You're gonna want to when you compress this, <laughs> just throw it in the beginning to make sure you get to the, make sure you stay till the end, people. The big reveal. <laughs> the big reveal. <laughs> Find out who I make out with. <laughs> Sam's first kiss. <laughs> but yeah, number one, uh, Gigi Allen hated uh, completely. Like, just if you want yeah. to see, and, and his biggest thing was he wanted to kill himself his last show. Yeah. You know? One of a kind. Wanted to kill himself. <laughs> His like drummer would throw like put like the drumsticks up his asshole. Is that the one too that they had? Dino. Um, they had his like funeral, right? His wake, yes. and they were like defacing him. <laughs> like, what were they doing? Well, like, he, they, they he had like a bottle of Jack Daniels, I think, and he was naked. Right. Um, he had a very, 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 very small dick. Like, yes, which is fine, but he was always naked. So yeah. he figured if you're gonna be naked. You know, like it's I don't know. Badass though, I didn't give yeah. a fuck. <laughs> but weren't they like doing shit to <laughs> his body like clip, or something, like honest. his friends or something? Uh, I, probably. I, I just don't. I think... was just talking about this with Todd too. Yeah, Todd Reynolds. I, I don't think that yeah. like there was nothing sacred to them. No, or that movie. Yeah. That's, yeah, uh, it's something else. Yeah, like it. It's scarring completely. Um, it's one of those that you. It's almost like a Serbian film or like Gummo, where it's something so outrageous <laughs> yeah. that you just you're like, oh, you've never seen this, you got to watch this. Gummo is more disgusting. Gummo eating spaghetti crazy. in a dirty bathtub with a glass of milk. <laughs> spaghetti, tomato milk. sauce, and a glass of milk is worse than getting fingered with a drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That fucking spaghetti scene is fucking disgusting. Oh, it's legend. It is pretty legendary, yeah. and and the fact that like it, it's and, right up there with like. Citizen Kane with Rosebud, <laughs> like yeah. that. If they did like a montage at the Oscars of like dramatic moments, yeah. you know what I mean? Gone with the Wind, frankly, Scarlet. And it would gum. be the kid eating yeah. spaghetti in the dirty bathtub. At the end, you know? Any of that, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then Harmony Kareen could never like recreate it again. No, that was it. That was, but you know, I watched wh- Trash Humpers too. Did you? Ever Me <laughs> too. Why oh. did I do that? When did you tap out? Okay. Oh, I tapped out in ten minutes. <laughs> Let me just. Are we over? No, no, we're not over. Okay, (laughs) we'll we'll wrap it up soon. But trash humpers, I got when I um, before actually no, around the same time that like Roku was streaming from Netflix, I still had the DVDs. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, Harmony Korine has a movie called Trash Humpers. I don't know why the fuck I just didn't watch the trailer. (laughs) That was pretty much all you need. That was all you needed, and it's a movie 
So this is the guy who made Gummo and Julian Donkey Rogue Boy. Kids. Uh-huh. Yeah, Rogue Kids. It's a movie where people dress up like old people. Yeah. And they hump things. They got like this old man mask that like Spike Jones wore in the yeah. Jackass movie or something like that. Yeah. And they That's just the whole walk movie. around humping shit. And it's like, like recorded like a VCR yeah. like snuff film. Really badly recorded. It wasn't like an hour long, probably. No, it was like 90 minutes. It yeah, was... I was about 10, 15 minutes. I was like, okay, I, I think I got it. <laughs> um, I'm going to watch something else. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you, I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I was like, what What are they going to hump next? <laughs> yeah. I got to stay through this shit. But, but what is it about Gummo that made it so entertaining? Because I could think of a lot of other movies that are like that. That just failed. You know why? Because it's 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 not like a linear film. It's not. It's very, not like yeah. you're gonna watch it like that. But I defy anybody that would sit through it and watch it that it's not gonna stay with them. And for better or for worse, like it, it's unforgettable. Even if you hated it, it's unforgettable. Yeah. You know them going around with the cats and the. Uh, they were selling that, dead cats. That kid pimping out his sister who. She's retarded. Retarded and... Retarded prostitute. I mean, and the bunny ears, dude. I mean... That bunny... I defy you to forget it if you watched it. There's no way you're going to forget it. Like, you figure he did Julian Donkey Boy after. I was very excited to watch it. The guy from Trainspotting was in it. And I was just like, ah, this kind of sucks. Yeah. And I I I did like Spring Breakers, though. Did you like that? I thought it was okay. I thought it... You know what? Visually. I can't say I liked it, but after he's done so much shit, I was like, okay... I saw I Mr. Could Lonely. Watch this, you know, Mr. Lonely. See that one. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we could talk about Harmony Crane somewhere else. Top five Harmony Crane movies coming up <laughs> next week. <laughs> Dan Tara, get ready. <laughs> Stomp four four two. Nice. All right, yeah. So, uh, like I said, we're gonna reschedule Jeff Fab for yes. June. We're gonna work um, that out. Announce it when it's ready. Yeah. Yep. And uh, our next guest is going to be Dan Tur um, from Inked Up Merch. Yep. yep. And uh, many a band and super movie enthusiast, mm-hmm. music lover, thinks Stomp 442 is a good record. <laughs> Sigh. <laughs> We're going to talk about the new body count because it's awesome and he Killer. loves it. Oh, he loves it. Yeah. So good. He loves it. it is actually it's really good. good. Why man. is it so good? How is it so good? Because he took like 20 years to make it, I guess. No, he the, there was one before. It. Well, that came out, what, 91? No, no, there was one recently. Oh, really? Yeah, the get, Talk Shit, Get Hit, Get Hit, Talk Shit, oh. Get Shot. Missed, must have missed that one. This one's really good. Yeah, I love it. Sounds uh, good. The The last record he they covered, um, uh, Institutionalized. Oh, okay. And this one they did, Ring Blood. I saw them live at the Lollapalooza, the first one. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty... Uh, when they first came out, it's good. Yeah, there good goes your the neighborhood. There's some really good songs on there, but then there's like KKK bitch and and Evil Dick, which are a little yeah. jokey. The winner loses pretty. Yeah, there's some funny. shit on that record, but this one, I was impressed on first listen. You know, me too. Yeah, I was surprised I how him, impressed I was. I heard him on his podcast, which I I enjoy, and then he he previewed all the songs. I'm like, wait, this kind of like sounds good. Yeah. I I think the 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 playing is better. The yeah. guitar player, everything's tight. The riffs are good. They got a lot of guest stars too, right? And uh, he's just uh, his Mustang plays on it. Mustang um, plays on it. Uh, Cavalera's on it. Yep, yep. Uh, a few other people. There's that, other people I'm missing. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, yeah, he's he's gonna be on next time. What do we? Uh, what's our top five? Do we have that? Wasn't what? a canon? Top five canon films. Nice. Yeah, that's gonna be a good one. I already know my number one, so yeah. whatever. You know. Yes, and if you're not familiar with canon films, watch the documentary. Oh, Electric so Boogaloo. Yes. So good. Killer. Yeah. If you grew up when we did, you've seen a lot of. They actually movies. released a a canon box set too. Did they? God, yeah. must be like it's a like, billion fucking movies, man. Yeah, Does it look like that behind you? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, boobs, bombs, and something, the top ten films of canon. Ooh. And Electric Boogaloo's in there, but then there's also ten other so movies. So many too. good One ones. One of my favorite documentaries of all fucking time, and it's up on Netflix right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. It is so, so good. fucking good. Yep. Unless maybe you didn't grow up with it. Just it, that, it just helps. that logo, that logo when it yeah. would clash together. I'm like, this is gonna be a fun one. If you're a fan of a of B movies, though, no matter what the era, you're gonna appreciate it. But if you grew up, yes, when I mean, I grew up before you guys a little bit, but yeah. uh, uh, you know, the '80s and uh, and a lot of the stuff, and especially like the over the top action movies and the Chuck Norris kind of shit. Yeah, if you're a fan of like one guy killing about a thousand people, <laughs> yeah. with, which like, you two should bullets. be, no matter how fucking old you are, because it's <laughs> awesome. But anyway, without reloading. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, all right, cool. So then, I guess that's it. Until next time. Boom. Later. Whoop, right. whoop.